All right, so welcome back to the NBA Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Harvey Banks. To start this off, I'm I'm going to ask for a favor. That's just like a nigga, too. We've been gone for a while, and I'm coming back, and I'm telling you to do something. I need you to rate this five stars, if you haven't. Or text this to your friends and tell them to check the show out. Or get on social media, go to Instagram, look us up, at NBA Culture. At NBA Culture, you can look me personally up at just a kid from ky the same thing on twitter just don't be talking reckless and don't add me on facebook because that's weird let's get the show started all right so i know i've been gone for a minute and I think I addressed this last time, but the reason that is, is I'm not one to force content, right? If I don't have anything I want to talk about, I'm not fucking going to get on here and just regurgitate what I've heard throughout the day. Um, today's a little bit different, though. I mean, we know we got the NBA coming back. The bubble players have arrived to the bubble and we got some like relevant news, which was well, was relevant to me because there's been news coming out of the bubble and news going into the bubble that I'm just going to be honest with you, I didn't give a shit about. Because if we're speaking honestly, right, there's only about five teams, maybe six, maybe six that have a chance at actually winning this thing. I do believe this is going to be highly competitive. I believe it's going to be highly competitive. And I think the situation and the scenarios and how the games are being played will benefit some teams over others. But I think when it comes down to it, when it comes down to the end of this thing, I think we're pretty much going to get exactly what we would have gotten had the season not been interrupted. Right? I still believe, to me, the Clippers are the favorite to win this thing. And here's why. I picked the Clippers at the beginning of the season and they had a little bumpy road, but they got it together. Then they didn't play together all. But when they play together, they play very well together. I do know that the last weekend going into shutdown, pretty much, we seen a very good Laker team beat the Clippers. And I'm not going to lie. The way the Lakers were playing that weekend had me second guessing how I was feeling. I was like, hey, they may be the ones to beat, right? Because the way they took down Milwaukee and then took down the Clippers, I was like, okay, maybe this Laker team is the real Laker team, right? And maybe the Clippers have regressed to the mean a little bit, meaning like, they, they came down off of that. I think the Clippers get more hype to play the Lakers than the Lakers get hype to play the Clippers. So therefore, if like shots are falling and or you go on a small run in one of these regular season games, the Clippers are more out to blow the doors open on the Lakers than the Lakers were. Again, they just weren't thinking. They didn't approach the game the same way the Clippers did. That being said, I still thought the Clippers were an overall better team. So fast forward to now. And we get the news, excuse me, that Avery Bradley decides he's not going to continue the season. 
So he's not coming to Orlando. That's kind of a big deal because if you watch that last Clippers game, Avery Bradley was key. Avery Bradley on the defensive end and his shooting was going to be key anyways. So that's that's a blow. They picked up J.R. Smith. Does J.R. Smith replace Avery Bradley? No. J.R. Smith is an addition, and I do believe he will have an impact in some of these games, right? That's the J.R. Smith effect. I believe he shoots it. He gets hot, and when J.R. gets hot, he's hot. And I think that's going to happen one or two times in Orlando, but Avery Bradley is consistent. Consistent on the defensive end, consistent on the offensive end, consistent as in you know exactly what you're getting every time Avery Bradley steps on the floor. You cannot say that for J.R. Smith. But I was still, even with that, I was still thinking, hey, the Lakers are going to be okay. (laughs) They're going to be okay. You gave LeBron James rest in the middle of a season? Fam, come on. He's got this. Healthy LeBron, healthy AD, everything should be good to go. Then it comes out yesterday. Um, maybe it was today. I don't know. Depending on when you're hearing this. It comes out yesterday that Rajon Rondo has broke his hand in practice. Out four to six weeks. He's actually having surgery on it. So... From what I understand about what happens if you leave the bubble, the four to six weeks instantly should become six to eight weeks upon being cleared to play and re-entering the bubble. Now, it's the NBA. They could have medical staff there that can handle this surgery. I don't know. I don't know if he's going back to L.A. I don't know if he's flying to New York. I don't know what's happening about the surgery, but we're just guessing here anyways, right? So my guess is... A four to six week injury instantly tends to needs to mean that, you know, it's six to eight weeks before he gets back on the court. Um, Losing Avery Bradley and Rayshon Rondo is big. Trust me. I know that big guy that you list as a small forward sometimes. Number 23 can also be your best point guard on the floor. I understand that, but. To act like it's not a loss is crazy. Is crazy. Don't get me wrong. Quinn Cook is decent, right? Quinn Cook is a defensive liability. I'll say that again. Quinn Cook is a defensive liability for whoever they end up matching up against that's not the Clippers. Because I think Quinn Cook and, you know, Patrick Beverly would tend to cancel each other out. If, if you could put him on him, you can hide him against some teams. But all in all, it's not a good thing. So that reaffirmed me today that, you know, I've got the Clippers winning this thing. And then I was thinking to myself, I really only got five teams that have a shot. And the team that I thought was the sneaky team that I was like, fam, I don't think y'all want it with them. And y'all not talking enough about them. This could get real fun. Was the Houston Rockets. And just when I think I'm feeling confident in that, I fucking open Instagram today and what do I see? Westbrook tested positive for COVID-19. My heart sunk to my stomach, bro. Not like some, I don't know if he's going to be okay shit. Like, I hope, 
prayers up for Russ, right? I mean, he's, I think he's, they said he's asymptomatic. He said he's feeling great. So it wasn't really about that. It was just like my selfish sports enthusiast was like, damn, cause I really thought the Houston Rockets was about to go into this bubble and be like, the fuck y'all thought this was. I'm still Russell Westbrook. He's still James Harden. Don't play yourself. And all that shit died today because I was like, shit. So I finally stopped feeling sorry for myself. Right. And I was like, wait a minute. What does this actually mean? What does Westbrook being out actually mean? And what timeline could there be for a return? So I looked it up and essentially if a player tests positive, this is the procedure to come back. Right. If they're already in the bubble, they get isolated pretty much a quarantine in this special part of the bubble where they're getting medical treatment, constant monitoring, you know the routine. A player has to have two negative results and a physical from what I'm guessing to be an NBA doctor, excuse me, to be cleared to play. So I don't know if the testing doesn't happen until 14 days after the quarantine or after the positive test or how that's going to work. I don't know how that works because the incubation period is, is 14 days. I'd be lying to y'all if I knew what the fuck that actually, that word means. I know what the word incubate means, but in this scenario, I don't know what that means. Does incubation. So if I got it, do I have to keep it for like, I don't know how that works. I'm pretty sure it's how long it takes to show up. But again, once it's been positive, I don't know how that works. So let's just say maybe two weeks and then you're going to get tested. You got to pass two tests in 24 hours and then a physical from a doctor and you should be good to go. The interesting thing about Russell that I was kind of once I calmed down and I was encouraged by was. It looks like he tested positive prior to even leaving. I don't know when the date of that test was. So there's a good chance that he may miss no game times and be able to be allowed entry into the bubble. And if that's the case, are we back, baby? (laughs) Excuse me. I'm getting over a cold, not Corona. I promise. Um, We back. And and that's different, right? That, That takes it to a, okay. Okay. So, with once I stopped bitching and, you know, got out of my feelings and I was like, OK, so that might not actually change anything. You know, I got to thinking and I'm like, who really has a shot to win this thing? Like when they when they get there, who really has a shot to win it? And so. I had fun going into deep thought on like who had a shot and who didn't have a shot. And I got to five and maybe six teams but I could be swayed on a seventh, right? And so I was like, this is perfect, man. I I feel like sharing and I haven't spoke to the people that listen to the show in a while. And that's just, uh, this has been a weird time, man. But all the time wasn't spent in vain. I wasn't just chilling or ignoring y'all. I actually upgraded some equipment. I got refocused on what I want to do for me, where I want to take the show. If I wanted to continue the show, and it, it ended up being an obvious hell yes, right? But 
I'm off on a tangent. I know that. But that's my first day back on the job, I guess you could say. So shut the fuck up and just listen, right? And in all doing all that, I said, hey, let's do an episode. Let's 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 jump on here. Let's talk to the people, man. And let's share these teams that I think that has a chance at actually winning this thing. I think you gotta start with the Lakers, right? The Los Angeles Lakers have LeBron James, they have Anthony Davis super talents that you can never just write off, right? I seen LeBron James do something in 2016 that we thought had, we'd never see, had never been done before. Everybody knows what happens. You can go back and look it up if you want to. But that let me know that, hey, just don't bet against that guy, especially if he's healthy and has help that's also healthy. So they're sitting there, an obvious contender in this. And then if you just walk to the other side of the arena, per se, (laughs) the Clippers are obviously the favorites. They don't have a weakness on that team. Not like they're stronger at some points, they're okay. They don't have a weakness on that team. You have two of the best two-way players in the game in the starting lineup. You have a great defender in Patrick Beverly. Again, sometimes he's a little extra to me, but he's a, a great energy guy. You got about 40 points a game on the bench between Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams. Landry Shamit can shoot the shit out the ball. Excellent coaching. Strong, strong energy play. Like it, they have everything it takes to go in and win this thing. They're two locks. Lakers, Clippers should be a lock for the final, Western Conference Finals, excuse me. Then if you go to the East, you've got Milwaukee, which is an obvious, right? Milwaukee Bucks have the best record in the league. They're going to be exactly who you thought they were. And there's a very strong chance they come out of the East. Do they have a shot against either of those two teams? Absolutely, they have a shot. They're real contenders. The second team out of the East to me is something I I actually had to talk myself into because I felt like nationwide media, like the major media outlets, Boston and, or excuse me, Boston, Bleacher Report, ESPN, Fox. I feel like they really, really wanted me to know that Boston is great, right? Even though we've seen Boston struggle at numerous times throughout this season and last season, and it always kind of seems to be the case, they really want us to believe that Boston is a true and true contender because Jason Tatum is an MVP candidate. First of all, Jason Tatum is great. Jalen Brown is great. Marcus Spark, great. Hayward, when healthy, great. Kimba Walker, great. I get it. But they seem a little too inconsistent with me. I, I don't know. Like, I'm just not, I'm not buying into, I wasn't buying into Boston like everybody else was just because I still don't really know what the identity of that team is. If that makes sense. I mean, I know they're a great coach. They're a greatly coached team. They play hard. I will give them that. They always, but I just don't know what the identity of the team is. Like crunch time comes is the ball in Kimball Walker's hands because He's capable. <laughs> is it in Gordon Hayward's hands? Because, I mean, you pay him enough. You pay him like a top-tier NBA player. Does he get the ball? Jason Tatum? 
Jalen Brown. I, I don't know how this team, who this team is. That being said, it's oddly enough, it's the inconsistency that also means to me that like, could you put together a scenario where they just go on this crazy run? Yeah, I could see that happening too over the rest of the teams in the bubble, right? I wouldn't bet my money on it, but do I think they could get past Toronto? Yeah. Do I think they could possibly get past Milwaukee? Yeah. Do I think they could also lose to Miami? Eh, yeah. They're mad and consistent, but I think their ceiling is higher than the ceiling of some of the other Eastern Conference teams. So I'm going to give them the edge that way. And then the other team that I had coming out that actually had a shot at winning the title, not competing, winning, was the Houston Rockets. And, well, I mean, there's a question mark there, obviously. Now, we got to wait and see what happens with Russ. Again, I think it's going to be, I think it may end up being a non-factor. I think he may end up getting healthy and allowed entry into the bubble and then, you know, they can go on a run. I, I know Russ is in shape. I know James Harden is in shape. I've seen recent video and pictures. Like, I know that they are going to be physically ready once they can all get back on the floor together. And so, I think they, man, I don't know if you guys watched Houston this year, especially once they started gelling. Like, this team is good. They're good. They got two guys that can go get a bucket. And one of those guys, James Harden, is like super elite at it. (laughs) You can't guard James Harden, bro. Like, if you've been listening to this show for the last year or two years, you know how I felt about James Harden. I wasn't a fan. And then time and time again, right, I just had to marvel at this dude's offensive abilities, right? His offensive ability is special. You can't guard it. It's like Kevin Durant. They just different, bro. They built different. Steph Curry, they just built different. You match that with a cold, hard, stone cold killer like Russell Westbrook? And you think they're not going to be ready to play? You out your fucking mind, bro. Like, you, you selling them so short. You can't do that. Trust me. This team will make noise if healthy and at full strength and everyone's there. You ain't got to believe me right now. And that's cool. I know we all just kind of talk a shit right now. But I just wanted this on record for when, like, September, October comes. And I'm like, see, I told you. You're asleep. I told you. I told you. <laughs> I have no special way of ending that or transitioning to some other shit I want to talk to real quick. But let's just go with it. I'm anxious to see what these younger guys do inside the bubble, too, because that could be an interesting development. I don't think any of the teams like Memphis or, excuse me, or like New Orleans has a shot at actually winning this thing. But. This feels like a young guy scenario, right? Especially if they've been a part of any kind of tournaments recently. 
it got it's got a collegey feel to it, right? So they may be super at home with this. This is like some AAU tournament shit. And they may be super used to this and super comfortable. And I don't know how they're going to play with no crowd, right? So I don't know how they're going to react to that. I think most of them at this point, your NBA players, that's not going to make much of a difference. But all the all the situational stuff involved in this makes it interesting at least at the very least it's interesting to watch and i was con- i was concerned myself about the optics of the game right with no fans i was like yo is this going to look janky is this going to be trash is we going to be able to watch this is it going to have the emotions going to be feel- is it has- what's it going to feel like what's the actual broadcast going to look like like what's going to be the optics of this and then I watched the TBT tournament on ESPN put together by Puma. Yo, that shit looked dope. Like, there was no fans, but, like, how the the court was decorated and then, like, the optics of the side and the, the walls coming down, like, the angles of the cameras, like, by a minute, two minutes in, I forgot I was watching a game with no fans. Like, I didn't really care that much. Like, it was... It, it had me like excited because I was like, yo, if Puma can pull this off, <laughs> you're the goddamn NBA with Disney. Like, come on. I, I know y'all can make this shit look good. So I'm hoping that they I'm hoping that someone watched that and was like, hey, let's do this. Like, let's make this. This looks good. Let's recreate it. I hope they don't go big, big company on it and think they're going to rewrite the game and try to do something magical and it end up looking trash because you know companies have a they have a tendency to overthink shit sometimes so i'm hoping that doesn't happen i'm hoping it has more of that that tbt feel to it because it was great shout out to puma for putting that that situation together and you know in this climate that shit looks good so i'm excited like i'm excited about the return of basketball the return of sports i'm excited that we're moving baby steps you know further and forward along this process of recovery for the country i'm not gonna get political or nothing like that because this ain't the place for that but i'm happy to see progress man and i'm happy i'm happy that the nba is coming back i hope i hope it happens and it goes and we complete the season and it's great and everything's healthy and everyone stays healthy and we get super responsible about how we do things going forward and everything just works out. That's all I want. That's all I'm asking for is everything to work out because sports gives us gives us a place to unplug when we want to unplug. And, and that being said, if you feel like if you're on the side that feels like the sports just don't matter right now, you're not wrong. And I fully respect that shit. And the same way that I can come to sports and unplug you can do the same you can choose that this ain't for you right now and quietly let that be a decision and go on about your day and continue to fight for everything that you're fighting for and just know that you got my support too but you i'm gonna be here doing this when i feel this is worthy of doing and i feel like we're at a point where yeah time baby the nba is back sports is coming back and 
it's here. The beautiful thing about this is, listen, if you think the NBA is about to get this season on without addressing social issues, you don't know the NBA. You haven't been following this. That's not going to happen. Like, not this league. Not this league. Trust me. Trust me. And again, if you just feel like it's not the time, I respect that. If you're a listener regularly, because it's still crazy to me that I have regular listeners. If you're a regular listener and you feel like, ah, we shouldn't be doing this right now, step away for a while. I'll be here when you get back. No hard feelings either, man. Like, I get it. Times is heavy out here. I get it. But if you're like me and you're, you're glad it's back, shit, we back, nigga. I, mean, I don't know what you want me to say. We back. I appreciate y'all. I'm going to sign off.